The reading today is John chapter 13, verse 34 to 38, page 1082 in the Bible, or on the screen, or on your digital device, or just listen to me. Jesus has just told the disciples that he's going. And verse 34, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, if you can keep your Bibles open, that'll be great because you're going to be doing nearly all the work during this talk. So uh, you'll need your Bibles open. It's John 13, and it's page 1082. So it's John 13, 34 to 38. This must be one of the simplest passages in the Bible to understand. And yet, I think it's one of the hardest passages in the Bible to do. So it's one of the simplest to understand, and it's one of the hardest ones to do. So what I'd like you to do in, in groups of about four-ish, answer three questions from that passage. What are we called to do? How are we called to do it? Why are we called to do it? What, how, why? You've got about three minutes. Go. All right, so all of you have been working very hard. You know all the answers. And uh, Michael is going to run round. What are we called to do? Somebody put their hand up and tell me. Um, we're called to love one another. Love. Great. Brilliant. Okay, next question. How? How are we called to love each other? Over there? Ooh. Yeah, preferably somebody at the back or over there next time for Michael. He'll really appreciate that. Like Jesus loves us. Like Jesus. Nice. Great. Why? Maybe somebody over there. Or maybe half put your hand up over there. He'll move in your direction and then we'll go over there. Or somebody at the back maybe. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what we like. Right at the back. So that others will see the love of Jesus. Okay. So others will see. We'll see. Oh, look at that. Capital letters, capital letters. Just all fell apart at the end. Brilliant. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks very much. I might need you again in a moment. 
Fantastic. So the first thing that I want to tell you, tell you today, which Jesus talks about, is love is a command. Okay, I'm going to give you three C's. Love is a command. Jesus calls us to love each other. It's a really practical love. It's a really sort of gritty love. It's not just a sort of vague idea, oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's not really like a sort of Valentine's £2.50 card sort of love. Maybe £3.75 if you're really pushing it out there. I know, I know. But Jesus calls us to love. Let's have a look a bit more about... um, what this might look like. What might it actually look like? Turn into your threes or fours again. What might it look like if we obeyed this command on a Sunday morning? Just turn to the person next to you. All right, next question then. So what might this look like? Uh, My willing assistant here is going to run around. And uh, what might this look like on a Sunday morning here at Christchurch? If you don't put your hand up, then we're definitely going to go to you. All congregating together together as one instead of separating out in seats. Just say that again, Jonathan. <laughs> it's congregating together in the seats instead of being separated. Yeah, can I tell you a story about that? I was once on a conference. Yeah, just in case anyone didn't hear that. The idea of actually being together and congregating together in seats. I was once at a conference with another guy. Um, he didn't go to one of the meetings. And I went to see him. I said, are you all right? He said, uh, no, I don't think anyone wants me here. I said, well, what gives you that impression? He said, uh, well, nobody sat next to me. Uh, nobody's talked to me so far on the conference. And there was one particularly rubbish moment where he sat down. The person, nobody sat there. Nobody sat there. But the person who sat behind him turned the seat round next to him so they could put their feet up on it. Now, we could all, I think, have done that without really thinking about it. But what is the message that we send? And what would be a better message? Do you know what? We're all in this together. Let's huddle together. Great. Thank you. Yeah, somebody else. I'm going to go around here. Sorry, Bing. I think we, um, when we're together and when we ask people... I'll smile at them and ask them how they are when you were talking about this man, is for, to have an honesty between us and an openness that we're willing to share that, be it a joy or be it a sorrow. Brilliant. Thank you. So smiling at people, talking to them, being honest with them. As we grow in love, we also grow in honesty, I think, together. I know that you love me, so I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable to you, with you and talk about stuff that's quite difficult. Brilliant. Yeah, someone else. I think coming prepared on a Sunday morning to serve rather than to be served. Coming to serve rather than be served. Great. We're going to move on. Brilliant. Thank you. All of those things are really important. The idea of, um, of coming to serve rather than to be served. So Jesus said, as, you have, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. If you've still got your Bibles open, what has just happened before Jesus says those words? As I have loved you, so you must love one another. What's just happened in this sort of previous chapter? Yeah. Jesus has just washed their feet. 
I thought about putting uh, sandals on this morning, but I brought them instead. Well, flip-flops. There's a, fr there's a uh, French joke about flip-flop, but maybe another time. Um, just imagine the scene for a moment. So you're in the first century streets of Nazareth or Jerusalem or wherever. Muddy streets, no stone, um, you know, no stone pavements, muddy animals. I once missed a ferry because of a pair of flip-flops. We were racing for the ferry. We stopped in a uh, car park on the way. As I was getting in the, in, back in the car again, I noticed a strange smell, quite an offensive smell. I'd stood in dog poo in flip-flops. We missed the ferry as I was trying to get my feet clean. Imagine what it would have been like in the first century, walking along the streets where the animals had walked. And yet Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Imagine the cost, the sacrifice, the Son of God washing his followers' feet. What else has just happened? Somebody has just left the party. Well, somebody is about to leave the party, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, somebody has just left the party. Who's just left the party? Judas, one of Jesus' closest friends, has just left on the way to betray Jesus. And Jesus has loved Judas all this way, even his enemy. What is Jesus about to do? Well, Judas is about to turn Jesus in to be killed, yeah. And what happens to Jesus? Jesus dies. Jesus dies for people. So when Jesus says, as I have loved you, that's not a sort of vague love. That is a washing smelly feet sort of love. That is loving the person who betrays you sort of love. That is dying for people sort of love. So love costs is our love costing anything? You know, you pay for the Lego Frozen Ice Palace. You pay for a new car. You pay taxes for education and healthcare. We should expect that something of value costs something. Loving each other, even the lovely people in this church, will cost us something. It might be our time. It might be our energy. It might be our prayer. It might be pain. It might cost us how people look at us. You know, it costs us to leave our friends and to go and talk with somebody who's on their own. That costs us. It costs us to invite for dinner that slightly awkward person. It costs us to speak against racism. It costs us to write a message to a celebrity who's being bullied in the press. But boy, might that not be worth it for the difference that make. Can I just show a video? If you want to see the lengths that some people go for love, watch this video, but it's mind-blowing. 
Okay, thank you very much. When I watch something like that, a father towing a son in a boat, cycling a son, something like 100 miles, and then running a marathon, pushing his son in a wheelchair, I realize that my own love, my own love's what? Like paddling in the, in the sea before I start the swim. I've still got so far to go. But wouldn't it be glorious if we went there together? So love costs. And love confirms we are Christ's. Love confirms we belong to Jesus Christ. Jesus says this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if we love one another. Love confirms we follow Jesus. He showed love on the cross for us. We show the same love when we sacrificially love one another. So what is the song? What is the love song that is going to be sung over us as a church? Is it going to be Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name? Because do you know what? That song is sung over many churches tragically today. Imagine if people came into Christ Church and said, we found love in a hopeless place. Wouldn't that be a better story to be telling the world? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for when we have seen signs of your love in the way that we have loved other people. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to grow in love for one another so the world will see your love for them. Amen.